and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the new quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side in New York City. We're here every single day with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how this whole thing works. That's right. You listen. You tell a friend, you support the sponsors, you get a laugh, and I get my nuts feathered every day, all day. That's right. All you got to do, make your Instagram stories, tell a friend, tell a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. That's all you got to do. I'm very excited about today's guest. Um, He is new to the show. Uh, we're, we're, you know, right now during these times, we're reaching out to anyone. We're reaching out. We're trying to find new people. We're trying to find exciting guests. And, you know, I'm getting fixed up with people like it's a first date. And our guest today and I have a, a, a mutual, a mutual friend. Um, and I want to, I'm so excited to have him. Josh Segarra, thank you for coming on. Bro, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Josh, if you don't know Josh, you need to know you need to know him right now. You can find him on Instagram at Josh Segarra. We're gonna post all his stuff on my page. Um, he's been in the show Arrow, Sirens, Homeland. He's on a new show on Comedy Central that's already got one season going called The Other Two, and AJ and the Queen on Netflix that's on right now. Josh, what's going on? How are you? Where are you? Explain what's going on. How's your quarantine life? Man, one, thank you for that intro. I appreciate that. Uh, but, bro, I'm, I'm in Long Island City. I'm out here with my wife, with my boys. I've got two little guys here. I've got a three-year-old at home. I've got a three-month-old at home, Gus and Hank. And then I've got my baby sister, who's not a baby. She's, you know, she's grown. She's 25, 26. She's, uh, but she lives out in Jersey City. So we hunkered down as a family, you know? Better be, better to be together in these times. Absolutely. How many siblings do you have? I'm the oldest of three. So it's me, I'm uh, it's me and then Danny, who's our who's our middle guy, and then uh and then Beck. So I mean it's it is one of those nice things that people right now like you you have to take away what you can take away, you know? You have to take away the the yeah. goodness in, in what's going on. And it's nice that your sister's like, Hey, I don't I love my brother. I'm gonna go stick it out with him and the kids. Just laugh. We were we were just laughing about that yesterday because we've been together now. She came over right at the beginning of this. You know, we started self basically self quarantining, social distancing, and we started at the beginning of March. You know, so she came over, and we said, "All right, let's ride this thing out." And the other day, we us three were laughing, me, my wife, and my sister, because we were like, "Man, we don't hate each other. We haven't gotten any knockdown, drag out fights. There haven't been too many yeah. tears. <laughs> we're killing this quarantine right now. Yeah. You know? like we're feeling pretty good. You know, so we, we so." I mean, it has to feel, I'm sorry, the internet connection, I don't know, the minute we started, it just turned into nothing. Um, it well, has maybe to it's fe- on my end, pal. Maybe it's on my no, end. No, I, I think it's my too. end. I'm, I'm starting to, I, I think I'm going to break up with my girlfriend after this episode. Because um, <laughs> I'm pissed off at her internet. That's, that's the thing. Like, I'm sitting here, quarantined with my girlfriend in a studio apartment. We haven't killed each we haven't killed each other, but there are moments where it's like you can't get – there's no one else to get annoyed with. There's no one else you're, – you know, you're sitting there going, no. I just need to put my headphones on to not speak to you for five minutes. I, I need 
to to drift away <laughs> mentally. And I think this is like a big part of this quarantine is like like what you're saying, like you're in a nice place with your sister, your girl, your your wife and your kids. But I'm sure there's moments in the day where you're like, I'm going to be in this corner staring at that wall. Wow. Absolutely, man. This, you know, we're, we're, we're like deciding between whether the lesson to teach us right now, because he's three is like patience, but that's the yeah. thing that obviously he's not going to learn, especially right now, you know, but to hear your name as a parent, he calls 2000 times a day. At one point you're like, I love you, bro. I love you so much, but I need you to like read a book in your room for a <laughs> while. You know, like I know you don't understand that concept. And then same thing, man. I mean, embrace, like, you know, I always appreciate one thing I do love about my wife, man, is that we're open with each other, you know. But in a time like this, you have no option but to try to just be like, see, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm about to jump yeah. out the window. So I am hey. gonna be in the room. I'm gonna play some Madden for an hour. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to my boy, you know, you mind watching him and then tag in, tag out. She goes in here, she'll watch an episode of something. I got the man's, you know, we, we try to figure it out. I mean, there's like, and, and that's the thing that no one's really talking about right now is there's no amount of patience that anyone has for this. It's, it's newfound. It's newfound. We're all learning yes. it together. You know, like it's called, it's growth, right? Lewis? You know, we heard it told in so many different ways, but it's like growth. It's 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 discovering something new, and we're all doing it at the exact same time as the species. It's pretty interesting, man. Pretty interesting. It is interesting, and and it's like I wish there was more talk, and I, I'm hoping we're helping people out just by them listening to this podcast. They're hearing two people going, "Yeah, there's no amount of patience that will make me not have to walk outside for ten minutes. That's not going to make me say." I'm going to get a coffee. I'm going to put my headphones on. I'm going to walk in circles. I'm going to stare out this window like a sad, you know, dad who lost his whole family in a fire. I'm going to go uh, <laughs> like you're going to do that moment. Yeah. No, what I appreciate is that I hope the same thing that the podcasts, you know, like podcasts are helping all of us stay connected you know that social media yeah. you know with all the gripes that we all may have with it this is something that's actually brought us all together we're able to communicate as a mass right now and kind of get good information out there as well it's been mm-hmm. a very it's been a very interesting time like i said man i just like and i just hope that you know everybody knows that however it is that they're coping with it I just hope that they're just holding on to their loved ones and like, there's no right way, you know, just everyone let's get yeah. through it together and come out the other side, taking care of the one, taking care of each other. And like, maybe that's all I saw. I know you probably saw the same thing. It was like <laughs> the world or mother nature, like put us all in timeout for a second. <laughs> it was just like, sure. you guys need to think about what's been going on, everybody. And just take a <laughs> moment, take a breath, you know? Well, especially to that point where it's like, you do have these like, internet moments now where like an internet moment where they'll be like you know we talked a lot about like i don't know if your friend sent you the link that was also like a picture of the big black dude naked (laughs) i've seen it i've seen it around you know what i'm talking about and it's like Uh, to have that little moment and it's like you know i heard someone like would you give up wi-fi or toilet paper it's like i would give up toilet paper for wi-fi in two seconds i'd be wiping my ass in the sink just to make sure i would wipe my ass in the sink to make our connection four percent better 
<laughs> so I, I don't know. It's good to have you here, J- Josh. It's good to have you here. Um, we're going to get to the emails. You guys can send in your emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I want you all to go follow Josh on Instagram at Josh Zagara. Go follow him. He's awesome. He's in a show called The Other Two that's on Comedy Central. Josh, explain that show to the listeners here. Uh, that's the show. It's, uh, it's a brilliant show. Co- comedy uh, written by Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. Uh, uh, known for being the head rise of SNL for, for many seasons and, uh, and just have really, really good, they just make good stuff. And I just laugh a lot working with them. And, and they just, uh, it's about uh, a, uh, a pop star named Chase Dreams, who's a, who's a young guy. I think he's 12, 13 on our show around there. And he becomes uh, a, a video he shoots called I Want to Marry You at Recess goes viral. And it's okay. about his older siblings, brother, sister, dealing with all that fame but what i love about it is that it's a really hilarious take is only chris and sarah can really bring to it and uh the actors that play the characters are awesome man helena and drew and case and molly shannon is on it and ken marino is on it i'm just i just i'm in awe of all of them and i love working with them i'm really proud of this show i would watch it even if i wasn't on it so i'm, I'm really blessed to be on love it so everyone go check out the other two season two is coming to comedy central uh, very once they can get back to taping again, you guys got cut off. Is that is that the deal? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And it it shoots all around New York City, so New York is an extra character in the show. You know, you're it's really Great. cool shots walking down the street and you see a New York City apartment. So yeah, man, got postponed, postponed, and uh, you know, and we'll we'll ride this thing out, man, together. Is is the idea that it's like basically what would it be like to be Justin Bieber's brother? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I play uh, Helena York. She plays Brooke. I play her boyfriend, Lance, or on-off-again boyfriend, Lance. And uh, that was a really fun job to get, man. You know, I, I, I grew up watching SNL. You know, I grew up re-watching Chris, Best of SNL, Chris Farley VHSs, Adam Stanley VHSs. The four that we always brought were Tommy Boyd, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and maybe Heavyweights would be the fourth on a road trip. You know? Love Heavyweights. And, uh, so getting... Come on, man, you know, and uh, so so having the opportunity when this came around, you know, that little insecure voice in my head, I felt the same thing with Trainwreck, you know, like these, these I feel like are these comedy people, right? These comedy legends that I've admired their work for so long, Judd Apatow, you know, and, 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 and knowing Amy's work at the time, but then on, on the other two, you know, with Chris and Sarah, just knowing that they had their hands all over SNL, you know, it was, there's something where I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I'm good enough for this nonsense. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be funny on for them. I don't know. Yada, yada, all that little voice piece to you. And then, you, of course, we all learn to quiet those things at the end of the day, right, when the lights turn on, you know, and, and you figure out how to, how to tell the story. And with this one, I think I auditioned for three or four different characters for them. And uh, and at the end of the day, they told me they were just like, we just ended up making Lance a little bit more of who you were, you know, and we just, we just and I, I, I just, I, I, I hold them near and dear. Yeah, man, I hold well, them near and dear for letting me come on and play with them and teaching me so much. It's cool, man. It's really cool it's, stuff. It's, it's, it's really a nice cool lesson stuff. for life because what they're saying, you know, you're good at what you do. So they were like, we got to make this guy, we got to write a part that we can utilize how talented this person is at what they do. Yeah, it's nice to put it like that, man. It, it takes, I've always liked them because they're not precious about it, you know, like. 
they're they're willing to create and 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 that's always something so refreshing you know when you're at work and they create and and, and he, just, he he loves you man and he just said yo i think you guys would lo love just talking with each other in times like this i figured why not put a little conversation out there me and you about what's going on and hopefully people i love listening to podcasts man i listen to podcasts all day long bro they're, they're always in our speaker yeah. You know, we love doing puzzles with the boys or racing cars. So I'm pumped to add the J Train podcast to it, man. But it's so it's funny because I know that when I'm listening to it, I feel like I'm talking to these guys. You know, I feel like I'm talking yeah. to the to the host or I'm talking to the guests, and I feel like, oh, that's a good point that they bring up. And so <laughs> and listening to a couple before I hopped on with you, I, I I like your perspective on a lot of things, man. I like I like Thanks, what you man. bring to it, and I appreciate you taking the time with me, man, to swap stories. That's good stuff, Let man. Surfaco, we love. Come on, let's let's do the emails. You ready? Absolutely. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Help overthinking a good thing. Papa JT feather feather. Thanks for all the extra quarantine content. I'll get right to the point. I've been with my boyfriend for over a year. We're 25 long distance, but went to college together. And I just don't feel like we're in the same place. Is it unrealistic to expect your partner to get us to a stage when you're not when uh, when you're the top priority in their life? I feel like I put him first and knows he loves me, but I just don't feel like he thinks about me in the same way I think of him. It feels like I fit conveniently in his life, but if I didn't, he wouldn't put in the effort to prioritize me. Am I overthinking this? Any insight would be appreciated. Please uh, make more Disney TikToks. Thanks. So do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, do you hear what she's saying? Of course, of course. You know, I, I definitely feel that you, I understand exactly how, she, you know, like when you're in any type of relationship and you feel like you're putting more than what you're receiving, you feel like you feel, it's like this little, this, that, that, that base insecure voice in you goes like, huh, what's going on? And you know, you start mm. sounding an alarm, you know, yeah. and I've, I've resonated with that a hundred percent. I understand. I felt that many times in my life, you know, but I'll tell you this, you know, like the first step in that is always, I think, to talk to your partner because sometimes you may be overthinking it. You may be. And your partner's looking at you going like, wait, what? You thought this the whole time? And you never told me? Absolutely. You know, like, come on, you got to tell me this stuff sometimes, you know? And then you're like, oh, I just thought that you were thinking this. You're like, no, dang. So, man, I definitely see it though, man. Oh, my heart breaks. Yeah. So you bro, know, how do you it, feel about that, man? I, I think it's twofold. I think it's, you know, the first is the fear that you're being used. The fear that you are just, um, you know, an, like a tool in their life and not it's not a partnership. I think that's where she's coming in at. I think the problem becomes um, when you are, um, when you're, feeling that you're being used and then you go to like the scorekeeping which is never healthy if you're because i i don't want to be in a relationship Wait, where right. someone says well 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 i did x y and z for you and you don't do four five and six for me because there's a point where it's like then don't do that for me then don't if you're going to be holding it against someone you shouldn't be doing any of those things so do things because you want to do them she's saying you know because she writes in with a hunch she says, I, and, and I feel like I put him first and I know he loves me, but I just don't feel like he thinks about me in the same way I think of him. It feels like I fit conveniently in his life, but if I, if, if I didn't, he wouldn't put in the effort to prioritize me. So I think that's like such a vague 
thing, right? When you put it that way, you go, well, he doesn't put the effort to prioritize me. What what was a moment? She needs to look at it. What was a moment where you weren't prioritized? Not, mm-hmm. I don't think he would. I Because that's no way. Because at that point, you're just assuming that someone doesn't operate the way you know you're 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 putting together a case that you don't really have you need to say hey here's four different times right 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 because then he can say then he can say to you realistically well i wouldn't do that for you i would do that for you i wouldn't do that for you and then you can go and do the math on that and go well i want someone who would do four five and six and this guy just said he wouldn't does that make sense? Hmm. Hundred percent. And I'll and I'll hundred percent. It makes sense, pal. Great points. And I'll say this: that what, to me, what's most important now to our girl, to our homie, when she when she when she, when she goes to him and she says, "Hey, you know, like with love and with with and a teammate, babe, I feel like you're not putting me first. You know, like I feel like I'm putting you." first and, and these are a couple examples like my boy j train told me you know mm-hmm. like like i feel this way if he then says i'm gonna take care of you you're right babe if he's able to admit it and then does not do those things and then does not fix the ways you know and then you still feel that way again and again then but you gotta talk about it first you gotta talk about it first so that that way you really know that you're really addressing like you said because then it becomes scorekeeping which is why yes. what you said is spot on. Then it becomes scorekeeping. Then it becomes, see, I've been feeling this way for six months. And, ev- and ever since I started feeling this way, he's done this and this and this and this and this. And, man, what if he's scorekeeping too? And then, boom, you guys destroyed the, what could have been a great thing, man. Yeah, I just and, always and, feel like that first step is as hard as it is. You've got a teammate. Why not go to them, you know? Just go to them and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling harsh, you know? But, yeah, I totally, you got to go with them, but go with a prepared case. Like, I think when you say, because this sentence, if someone came to me and said, I just don't feel like you feel the same way I feel about you. It's like, well, now we're dealing in feelings. Like, I, don't, I, I do love you. I don't know. I'm here. I'm not fucking other chicks for you. I'm, I'm, I'm moving, you know, I'm doing this and this and this. He'll go through a litany of things. That's the reason he's in this relationship. I know. So, and so that's, it's a, like, that's, a, that's the point of the fight. That's the point of the fight where then you're like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, and then exactly. it just breaks apart. And then you're not you communicating anymore. You, this isn't a discussion. You want to go with, hey, I was let down by this opportunity to step up and show you cared for me, and you didn't. Why didn't you? Why wouldn't you in the future? Maybe he looks at you and goes, you know what? I never thought of it that way. Maybe he looks at you and goes, oh, you know what? Um, I, I didn't even realize that was something I should have been doing. Then you'll, you'll feel better because you'll go, well, now he knows for next time. Now, now yeah. you've started. Now the, the, the precedent has been set. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard, though. It's hard to go open up to someone that you don't feel that you feel that you're not being made the priority. But like. I, I don't think it's I don't think anything that you feel is overthinking. I think going to someone with this general like feeling is 
you not looking for answers and just to get lip service. You're just not going in prepared right. Yeah, my follow-up question to her would be to give up before even her case to him, your dad's birthday, that's a big deal, you know? Like, you got to be there. Or was it like he watched the season without you finishing it and he did it? Although that's a cardinal sin is finishing the season, you know, the the Netflix season without your partner. We got to know sure. what level of priority we're talking <laughs> yeah. here. And we got to know... It's Where also at, the, you know? the other yeah, thing but... I want to point out is she says we're 25 and long distance, but went to college together. You guys going to college together doesn't matter to me. That's not living in the real world. That's not, you know, there's a reason everyone, the minute coronavirus hit and school let out, the college kids went to the bars and rubbed uh, genitals against each other. And the people who are 30 and 40 went home and talked to their accountants those are two different worlds. So to say, well, we're long distance, but we were in college, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, you were in fucking La La Land, boyfriend, girlfriend. You didn't real deal with real life. <laughs> so if you're now 25 and you've got a little taste of what the real world's like, and now you're going, wow, he doesn't seem to be on the same page as you. Yeah, yeah, you've never even dealt with each other in the real world. You guys have been long distance. You guys have never had to say, well, okay, I'm going to the gym early in the morning before work. Are we going to see each other after? No, I'm getting home late. So I guess I'll see you in two days. That's the real world. You have lived in the fake reality of a relationship since minute one. Long distance is fake. Being in a relationship, uh, you know, in college, boyfriend, girlfriend is fake. So I, I think like this is also a part of it where you're like, well, why isn't he making you the priority like he did in college? Well, in college, he had no classes on Fridays and his dad's credit card. We are sponsored people. Ritual, ritual, ritual. We all want to do the right thing and keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. You can't eat a pound of kale per day. Rituals, essentials, fill in the gaps in your diet so you get everything from D to omega-3 all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients. If you hate taking pills, this is for you. No more choking down pills. Rituals is just too easy to take capsules full of nine nutrients. There's no, there are no nausea capsule. Design is gent, gentle on empty stomachs, and there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh. So you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. From D3 to omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a women's diet. I'll say this, and I, and I, I, I take a multivitamin every day. Um, I love taking it because it gets me in the mindset of being a healthier person. Also, some days are good, some days are bad. Some days you are eating salads and you're going for walks and you're running and you're eating all the fruits and vegetables you need and you're getting an OJ in the morning for vitamin C and some days you're a piece of crap and some days you don't. Some days you're like, I'm having a cheeseburger and I'm not going to eat anything else the rest of the day. I get that. I'm that type of person too. So what this does, it is filling in the gaps. Is make sure there's no day where you're not getting the right stuff. It improves nutrient deficiency. There are just some days you need those gaps filled in. Let Ritual do that for you. And a subscription is easy to start. Only a dollar a day, no strings attached. 
Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10. 10% off during your first three first three months. Whoa, 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash JTrain. That's ritual.com slash JTrain. Ritual.com slash JTrain to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months on ritual.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Josh Segarra. Josh Segarra at Josh Segarra. Go watch him on the other two. Also, AJ and the Queen on Netflix. Go, go, go. How do you tell a 24 year old to have better manners? Ready? Mm. Getting to the point. My boyfriend and I are each 24 and have been together three years. Genuinely want to marry this guy. Things are great, but I have li- uh, this little issue that I can't seem to get past. When we eat, when we eat, he loudly chews and smacks his mouth, like it's bad. I think I'm noticing this more lately because we're quarantined together. <laughs> Everything is louder in quarantine. <laughs> Everything in quarantine lo- is louder. They, your boyfriend is sleeping louder. He's eating louder. He's washing his hands louder. He's he's thinking louder. He's blinking louder. He's 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 breathing louder. Everyone you're quarantined with on week three now is doing everything more annoying and louder. Uh, and and eating every meal together in our quiet apartment without the loud music and distractions of a restaurant. But still, what the fuck? I don't consider myself someone who is super noise sensitive, but this is something I can't help but notice. I even try to get us to turn on a movie or something just for the background noise. Truly love this man and want to know how to go about mentioning this etiquette problem in a non-accusatory, chill way. Thank you for Sage Wisdom, a woman who wants to eat without noise blocking headphones. P.S. Don't. Uh, so what do we think? How does she approach him about his, you know, uh, Chompy McChompstein? I don't know, oh man. I do not know. Like, is there anything your wife up, did? I mean, dude, that's the thing. Like, if she brings it up to him, everyone chews. We eat at least, hopefully, once a day. Hopefully, right? But you hope, but you yeah. probably eat a few times a day. So every time they eat around each other, he's stressed now, no matter how many times. I know, but but it's like, who's going to deal with the stress, him or her? Like right now, she's has the stress. And now once she tells him, it goes over to him. Mm, You're right. You're right. right. But if they're if they're legitimately like she's like, I want to marry this guy. Okay, you need to get this out there now. This can't grow in you because it starts at loud chewing and then it becomes I fucking hate your mother because she didn't teach you how to chew with your mouth closed. Exactly. 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 Because, you know, uh, like small annoyances are are really just like a disease that's going to spread throughout the body. It's going to because it doesn't it's never just the chewing. It'll be the chewing. That's how you were raised. Your mom was a bad mother. Your dad was bad to your mom. That's why you chew loud. That's why we hate each other. Let's get a divorce. Like that's how it goes. Man, well, it must be. It must be loud, right? Like loud. It's got to be loud. It must- it's got to be. It's loud enough to write in about. That's what I'm. Ah, ah, 
you know, really, really scrumptious. But the, but my question to her is how how far in to their relationship did she realize this was a trait? Because what she's saying is she's realizing it now in quarantine. So so well, Jay, you're right though, man. Maybe it's just one of those things where in quarantine it's become the thing, right? But it's not. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's scary though, man. It's scary, but here Late here's night, the thing. Uh, you get sexy. I, but it, it, you know what's interesting? They've been. This kind of goes back to the last email. We they're together three years, which means they met when they were twenty one. They met in college. In college, twenty one in the fake world, you guys are eating pizza every night, chomping as loud as you want because you can't hear the person chewing over the fucking Spice Girls playing. This, come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> Then they get to 22, they're still drinking, they're still having fun. They get to 23, ah, maybe we'll stay in this one night. She's like, is he chewing loud? 24, quarantine, forced adulthood. Now they're seeing what it's like to live with each other. This is a bigger, you know, like to me, this is like the first time they've actually been in a real relationship. See, that's, I was just going to say, man, to me, the common thread between the two and where they're at in their life is that they have the relationship from college. And they're now mm-hmm. out of college a couple of years and they're trying to transition now into their adult relationship, right? That's what we were yes. talking about where, dude, in life we change so much. And even, you know, I've been with my wife 10 years now. We've been together almost nine years. And, and man, we changed so much What's in those been, nine years, but we love each what other do you more think, now. And, and not to be all romantic about it, you know? Sure. What do you think has been the biggest change in your relationship over the past 10 years? Mm, good question, bro. Biggest change? You know, the day-to-day, of course, is, is a little guys. But no, let's talk about the relationship. I think it's like, I think probably the biggest change is an understanding uh, or an understanding of, 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 so how do I say it? It's like, it's kind of what they were talking about. Like, me and my wife know so much that we're on the same team now, that, we're, that we are mm-hmm. each other's priority with these boys, that even, even in a time where we got our little guy now, Hank, who's brand spanking new, man, she's got to make sure he's alive. He's her, he's her priority. But I'll tell you what, a younger me, a younger me, even with Gus, I remember being like, oh, you know, like, oh, man, I'm having a hard time today, you know, and like, I'm not the main priority. That weird thing that like this bestial thing that I think, you know, I'm not alone in, but it's like, am I doing all right? Am I doing this thing okay? Am I being a good actor? Am I being a good husband? Am I being a good dad? So, man, I'll tell you what's changed the most is that now, though that voice is still there, that voice does get quieter, I think, because you get comfortable with each other. And I don't mean comfortable complacent. I mean just like, nah, man, that's that's my homie over there. I point because yeah. she's in the other damn room, right, with the boys. But it's like, yeah. that's my homie <laughs> over there. And I mean that not just as 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 in in the you know in the sexual way. Hell yeah, man. That's that's my girl, you know. Like I love sure. when you go dress up and go out. I love when, you know, I love I'm so proud of her. But man, the woman she's become in these ten years as a mother, seeing that and seeing her flourish and me hopefully doing my thing, and we're still strong and we still have conversations about growth. Man, I don't know if a younger me would have been able to 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 handle you know any of that nonsense, bro. Which is relationships, man. Relationships are constantly growing. But you know, uh, you know what, what's interesting, what it is, man, and understanding. No, go ahead, pal. Go ahead. What's interesting about that is the practicality of it all. Like, you're like, we talk things out. Mm. We have that voice in. I check in with her. She checks in with me. Like, the practicality of that is also, like, in this email where she's like, you know, 
I love this man. He's the guy I want to marry, but his la- he's chewing loud. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, now you've got a practical issue that you're realizing you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, hypothetically. So you have to go to that person and go, I think if she went to him and was just like, hey, you are chewing. I think you have to get him in the act. I don't think it can be. I think everything, everything, yeah. feels, everything feels worse when it starts with, we have to talk. So, because agreed, agreed, agreed. We, we have to talk me is a is is translated to I've been thinking about this for years and years and years and I Correct. got so annoyed that I wrote into some loser who calls himself J Train that I didn't even that's how much it bothered me. It, so you don't want to let him know that. We don't want to let him know that you wrote into a podcast where a guy screams about feathering his nuts twice a week. You want to make it sound like it's the first time you've ever thought of this thing. So next time you guys are having a quiet dinner, you have to make it you have to pick a moment where it's like, "Do you do you hear how loud you're chewing right now?" And it's going to sting, Absolutely. but that sting will be less than we got to talk. Your chewing is what keeps me up at night. It is the nightmare with which I dream about that I envision the rest of my life being. Like, that's what We Need to Talk says. If you go in, do you hear yourself? What what is that? Like, I would even do a what is that? What is that? Oh, my God. Is there a cow in here? Like, I would make it seem like you just had the thought. And then he'll go, oh, I didn't even notice. You go... Yeah, dude, you. I think that's you chewing. Oh my god! Like, I mean, it's it sounds like it's it's it it sounds like someone's chewing gum in here. That's that has seven pieces of gum in their mouth. That's what I would do because we need to talk. Makes it seem like it's been on your mind for years. You need to make it sound like this is the first time you've heard it. You're not offended. It's not something you've been thinking about. Just like wow. Oh, what is that? Is that you? You have to go into that mode. But uh, I feel like it, 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 it's not what you say; it's how you say it, right? So totally, you're saying, totally. You're giving good advice because you need to make sure you need to make sure you know what you're saying in the first case. She needs to make sure what she's going to say because you can't just go in there blumbering because you're talking about important stuff. But what we're reminding her is how you say it, and in the second case, same thing. You can say it, but right when the first time you did it, you go, you go, I, I put the babe in there. Hey, you're chewing so loud, you know? And yes. I, it's like, what do you mean? It's, oh, my God, I am chewing loud. My bad. My bad. I'm oh chewing loud, God. right? Why am I t- my lip smacking? My yes. lip smacking? You know? Like, nobody nobody wants evolve. Yes. Nobody great. wants nobody wants to be the loud chewer, but also nobody wants to be the loud yeah. chewer that's been doing it for two years. More than that. Correct. 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 J train. Boy, you got to look out. You got to. That's right. I'm looking out for you for when this quarantine ends and we're at the gala. We are sponsored, people. Fab Fit Fun. Fab Fit Fun, the seasonal box that sparks joy. Let's talk about feeling fabulous. What do I do to feel fab? I give this to my girlfriend. I really do feel good watching her open it up because. What I like about it is I know she's going to get something out of it that's valuable to her. And every time it comes, it is a pleasant surprise. I think right now 
Uh, all of us are looking to help friends out that we know are in a, you know, maybe a darker place. Maybe there's a, you know, a brother or a sister or a mom or a dad. So everyone's kind of dealing with the anxieties of of the unknown. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We know that we're stuck in our house. There's not. There's monotony. A lot of people are making the jokes that it's Groundhog's Day. What a gift it would be to receive a Fat Fit Fun box, get all the goodies. Get to have an hour out of your brain for for one day to go through all the little goodies that come inside and know that one of those things is going to be something that's going to be a part of their daily routine or a daily life or a part of make their healthier or better or happier. You don't know. And I, I think that's the real thing that I love about FabFitFun is that that little surprise, that hour that the person is running back and forth from the bathroom, comparing, smelling, looking, it's really a great gift, and over one million women are obsessed. I lo- And Jess is one of those women. I watch her open it. It's like a raccoon going through the garbage can, just sniffing. It's judgy. She's like, oh, who would wear this? And then she'll get something else. She'll go, I love it, and start making out with it. The best part about FabFitFun right now is that you can get your must-haves without having to leave home. FabFitFun box comes with 8 to 10 full-size items that range from beauty to home decor to apparel to jewelry and beyond. Say goodbye to endless searches and long lines for your new favorite things and say hello to FabFitFun. I would say also that's kind of part of the new reality. You're not going to walk along the aisles of a store right now. This is kind of that little mini walk along the aisles that you don't have anymore. It's something to take your mind off the day, and what a great gift. The best part is that you can pick what you get also. I got a Murad Rapid Collagen Infusion Serum that makes my skin glow. That's what they wrote. I, I think, you know, Jess, Jess, what did you get in FabFitFun? What, what's your favorite thing? She loves the face mask, she said. Loves the face mask. Also, not only do you get to pick out the face mask from the box, you get to go wear it and spend a day at the spa in your brain. So FabFitFun is happiness delivered straight to your door each season. Choose from a variety of beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness products to customize your very own spring box. It retails for $49.99 but always has a value of over $200. Let me repeat that for you because a lot of you might not be math geniuses like myself, but that's what we call a deal. Retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's coupon code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Once again, that's code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com because self-care is self-love. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Josh Segarra. Go, 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 go follow him. It's on my Instagram right now. Let's do another email. Is my shitty apartment making me undateable? Is a good question. <laughs> uh, I am 24-year-old girl living in a studio apartment in LA. No, I'm unfortunately not an influencer, YouTuber, or preteen TikToker. So when I say studio apartment, I really do mean a regular carpeted, horrifying, I know, 400 square foot apartment. 
I understand the realities of being in my early 20s and just starting out in my career, although I'm grateful to be able to afford rent, et cetera, et cetera. I can't help but feel embarrassed having any guys over in case they judge me for the way I live. Guys I've dated in the past have usually been a few years older, more established in their careers, and make way more money than I do. The question always comes up why they we never hang at my place, and I always make an excuse or keep the relationship at arm's distance, which prevents anything from progressing past a few months. Uh, yeah, it's my own insecurity of feeling inadequate at times, but do guys ever judge girls they're dating by how great, beautiful their apartment is? Does it really matter if if never sees my place and we always hang out at his? Hope you can shed some light on this also. Uh, so what do we think? Has there ever I, been... I say this. Who cares about... Yeah, has there ever been what? Has there ever been an apartment that's made you turn around and not want to date the person? I was just going to say, man. Like, no way, man. Especially living in New York City. Man, especially in my early twenties, you know, I expected every apartment to go in. I went into to be tiny as hell, you know, and I expected yeah, yeah, yeah. To there to be a futon in the corner and books not on a bookshelf, just stacked in the corner, a television set not on a stand. I loved that. I thought it was cozy. But so what I'll say is this: I loved staying at the girls' places I was staying at because they had like nice shower products, mm. you know, like they had like fun things that i never had you know like their beds were always more comfortable than mine you know yeah. just because they thought to like use a sheet instead of just a mattress and a comforter you know like it was always yes. those types of things that i remember not yeah not how nice the place was you know? no i i think everyone understands the term trade-offs especially when you move to a city when you're gonna be moving to like somewhere you know that uh, here's what Here's what people want to date, not just guys or girls. People want to date motivation. People want to date awareness, motivation Mm. and awareness. So you have just started your career. As you said, you have your own studio apartment. That's pretty damn good. Awesome. You're exactly. you're living on your own. You're already more of an adult That's than awesome. I was at 24. So I, awesome. I think That's I think the awesome. one thing. I think the one thing that like she needs to remember is what exactly what Josh just said is men just like seeing that there's a woman's touch. We don't care what that touch is on. We just like that you are keeping your place clean, keeping it put together. You have the you you know like you see women's apartments and it was all like I'm looking I'm I'm staying at my girlfriend's studio apartment literally right now, okay? I am in as much square footage as this woman is talking about. I don't think less of her. I'm looking at this place. There's there's frames on the wall. There's flowers on the table. There's a candle in the middle that's never been lit. Like there's legitimate things here that make whatever space this was a home. The shower has nice towels. I got a you know nice you know in. in how big it is, I think the one thing that I would say to her is don't be embarrassed to bring guys home, but let them know, like, hey, I want to hang out. You can come back to my place. It's going to be a little tight. It's a little bit of a studio apartment, but, like, awareness and motivation. All I think the the people want to know is that they're dating someone who's driven towards their own goals that they're not responsible for. Like, if you were in a studio and you looked at the guy and you were like, yeah, I'm in the studio until a husband can fucking pay for everything and I don't have to live here anymore. I'd be like, whoa, turn on the alarms. I got to get the fuck out of here. But when you're in a studio and going, hey, I want to, you know, this is my starter and I'll go to a better place next time and a better place. I'll go, okay, yeah, that's great. That's what you do when you're young and starting out. Yeah. 
And in truth, man, if, if anybody, if the, the, the extreme case, if anybody were to go to your place and you guys were vibing on each other and he walked in and shamed you because you had a tiny fort, screw that guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> like, no, get out of here. No, you know, like th those weren't the right guys anyways, you know, like. Here's what's never happened. No guy is about to get blown and then goes in. F <laughs> wait a minute. 400 square feet. I cannot have a blow job here. Not this penis. I only get my balls tickled in a 900 square foot apartment. I'm no loser. That's never happened in the history of guys. All guys, and especially because you're in a. The other thing, she's in a motivated city LA, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas. These are. These are where motivated people move to to do something to get themselves better off than their generation before them did. So just by virtue of being Toronto, I'm not trying to leave out cities, but I'm saying by virtue of being in a big city, and that's the reason you're in a studio apartment, that makes you more motivated than people that they would meet in their hometown. Oh, yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com here with Josh Segarra Josh Segarra go follow him at Josh Segarra on Instagram Arrows Sirens Homeland the other two it's on season two is coming to Comedy Central go check it out let's do a couple more you ready oh yeah am I crazy about my neighbor's social distancing habits been a big fan since the <laughs> TFM days. Thank you for the daily content. Am I being unreasonable with my neighbors? I live in a side-by-side -side duplex, share a porch with my neighbors. They're the same age my roommates and I, as my roommates and I, and we have developed a kind of Kramer-Jerry relationship where it's not uncommon for us to pop in each other's homes whenever. Okay. For for first week or so this is uh, of this, we continued to hang out, and I would go on a daily walk with my one neighbor. I figured it was the same as if we were a bigger family living in the same house. But as this progresses, I want to take the social distancing more serious, uh, especially because one person is still going into her manufacturing job, and the and other and the other guy's girlfriend who is moving in next week works at the hospital. I also I see via Instagram stories that the guy with the girlfriend is frequently driving by his dad and siblings house. I shared with his roommate that I wanted to take things more seriously and asked that she not come over unannounced because I was worried about touching the doorknob that uh, we could not see each other outside six feet apart. She said I was being crazy. Later that day, I saw her go on a walk with uh, her other guy. Her guy friend who was telling me last week was still visiting his girlfriend who works at the hospital as a nurse. Am I being crazy? I feel like it seems like just a few people to them, but it see, feels like a big web of people they are inter interface interacting with. I'm not sure how to, how to tell them to live, but if they're going to key, see, be seeing all these people, I kind of don't want to be including that equation. Appreciate your wisdom. Come to Cleveland when this is all over. So what do you think, Josh? Any thoughts on this? Well, oh, man, it's like uh, we were chatting before. You know, it's all, this is all on, uh, on, we haven't ventured in this territory before, right? You know, it's all new waters that we're in right now. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm with her though, man. You know, I feel that it's like, everybody has to go with this at their own rate, you know, and everybody has their own levels of comfort with this. And, and from what I know, and from what I've listened to, and from what I've read, you know, my family, we're practicing a certain way and we're trying to keep it tight quarters, you know, and it's just kind of, I think it goes back to what we've been talking pretty much 
today, man, is that like, mm. I think she's going to have to have a tough conversation with her neighbors, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it, it might be hard and, you know, and it might be, it might be uncomfortable, but you know, like I, it, it's all coming from a good place and truth It's coming from a place. It just, I, I just know that there are a lot of people that may uh, have certain reactions to this, like, oh, that's all foolish. And it's like, no, man, but it's not foolish. You know, it's, we're just trying to help each other out. We're trying to take care of our parents and our grandparents and each other. Yeah. We're hearing about more and more young people all the time going through something crazy, man. And, you know, we just got to help each other out. So I feel her, man. That's a tough combo that she's going to need to have. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think combo. this like, I think the theme today is like how to deliver these tough messages. I think the like to me to me the stay the fuck home hashtag is actually like not helpful. <laughs> like I think that puts an aggressive spin on something and and lets people be they, it, it, to me the stay the fuck home thing kind of lets people live in the land of I'm better than the not stay the fuck home people because and, and yeah. I I don't think it's a very good way to speak with people or to get the message across because it puts people in defense territory where, you know, they go, Oh, me stay the fuck home. You don't know about my family and my life and my, you know, they, because I mean, even if you, even if you look at if uh, there was an article that I read the other day that was saying that it's easier for people with money to social distance than people without money. So the person mm. who's screen, you know, and and that's a very you know that's a very vague way to put it where, I and and it's just saying that the richer you are, the easier it is for social distance. So if you're someone screaming "stay the fuck home," then maybe you're screaming that at someone who doesn't have the financial ability to stay the fuck home. So it, it's what I'm saying is when you get into these like these catch-all phrases that are aggressive like that, it leaves no room for nuance and no room for discussion. And there's some people where I agree with her. It's like, hey, there's a right and a wrong way to do this. There's definitely wrong. Like if you're if you're not social distancing, I I believe you're doing this wrong. But the when she says to her, I I think the the she has to become a better negotiator. When she says to her neighbor, mm-hmm. what you know, when she says uh, when her neighbor says to her that you're being crazy, well, that neighbor was on the defensive. You don't just call someone crazy based on the reality with which is going on. So to me, I'm saying I'm not trying to blame the emailer, but I'm also saying let's how let's figure out how you can tell the message. The the way to tell the message is to be do to say this is how I am acting during this process. My doors are closed. I won't be using the porch. I'd appreciate it that if you do use the porch, you wipe off things, but I will be staying in and doing social distancing this way. And all you can say to the person is, please respect how I'm doing it. The doors won't be flopping open with Kramer sliding in anymore. We're, we're going to have some new rules here so that we can be neighbors who love each other after this like we did before this. But Please respect how I'm dealing with it. I think that's the best way to go about it. 100%, man. I, and I I think it's like you brought up a lot of good points, man, where where one, it's like any – I think it goes back to at a time like 
Well, we've been dealing with with social media these past few years anyway has been, I think, like this thing that goes back to like our 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old brains, like in school when you felt left out. So Mm -hmm. like it just like is triggering this thing where, like you said, that stay the fuck home hashtag, what what sometimes what that could bring up in people is the like, oh, so I need to stay home because you're telling me I need to stay home. It's like feeling left out of something. And it's like it's like at this time, I think that that's so opposite of what we need to be doing. So another point you brought up that was great was negotiating. And of course, my, my, my guy is riding his little mini, little mini ramp roller coaster and I hear him over there. And dude, <laughs> living with a three-year-old is all negotiation. And it's a yeah. masterclass in negotiation because it, it teaches you that what we all really want from the base age of his age to now is like to feel seen and to be heard and then be yes. told what it is that you're asking of me, right? So for instance, like as much as I feel, you know, our emailer, I feel how she's feeling. You know, I understand that regard, but just remember that because your neighbors are living the way they're living, you can't like, you can't just like shade them for it. Like I understand you being mad at your table being mad, but at the same time, maybe the way to converse with them is just to show them like, yo man, I've loved our relationship and y'all are the shit and I'm going to be heartbroken to not kick it with you guys. Like this sucks, right? But let's just rock this thing out together. Right. You know, like, so tell them it's like, yeah, I feel like that's the only way, you know, I think a lot of times, a lot of times with this right versus wrong discussion, we want to ignore the natural animal brain. Like we have an animal brain we are animals. We are not, you know, we have something within us that tells us to blink. It tells us to breathe. It tells us to sleep at night. So the same goes for when someone says the way they say something like, hey, I've seen you with your boyfriend walking around the streets and that your boyfriend's been touching his girlfriend and touching that person. It, 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 you're right, but you're not going to get through to them because their animal brain goes fists up. Fuck this person. Fuck that person. You're going to judge how I am with my person who's who doesn't get to see their parents every day. You know, like it goes that way and that doesn't get you to your goal and your goal is to be as socially distant as possible. So you have to figure out how to get to your goal while also navigating the animalistic tendencies of how people receive the message. Yeah. I it's hope tough. that at the end of all this, what's going to be interesting. Yeah. What sucks about all this is that like, I can see their relationship, their neighbor relationship changing now, no matter what, because mm-hmm. her right to you, you know, it's seeking out like, man, I'm kind of feeling a certain kind of way about them that they're handling this all like this. But what it could be is how we've been talking today. What if when, you know, what if they talk about it and this guy like feels like he needs to see his girlfriend who works at the hospital because it's his duty, you know, like what mm-hmm. if he, there could be so much more that could come of it. I just hope that they don't separate because of it, man. That would be so sad, you know, like they just got to, she's got to come in there, let them know, but let them know with some love, man. That's just good advice, a- bro. Absolutely. Advice. Let's do one more email. Does that sound good? Absolutely, man. I'm here with Josh Segarra. Go follow Josh. He's fantastic. The other two, Comedy Central, season two is coming. At Josh Segarra. Let's do one more. Need your input. Ready? 
Last year, I, I broke up with my serious boyfriend of five years. I've been dating, but I'm still fairly new to it. Recently, I've been on the dating apps and thought I met someone great. We met out right before the quarantine, and it went great and ended with a kiss. Then we texted, spoke on the phone, and FaceTime every day for a little over a week. I wanted to move slowly, given that I'm looking for something more serious. Our conversations were getting pretty serious, and he shared with me uh, that he can imagine a life with me that he has never felt this way with anyone before, among other flattering and serious remarks. There were a couple of times he would be MIA before for a couple hours in the evening, and he would always text or call me after to apologize for not responding and that he was cooking dinner with his family. One night this happened and he was really upset because he found out a work deal fell through due to the current economic climate and that he was sad and wanted to reevaluate his path. The next day we texted a little bit, but not as usual. We were supposed to hang out and we didn't. He had asked me to hang out a few times before, but everything is closed and I don't want to, uh, to put people at risk for COVID-19. Was he mad at me? I asked if, if he had lost interest and I got a no reply. I asked if he was okay a few days later and no reply. He views all my social media stories. I'm obviously done with him because I don't want to be with someone who can't communicate properly anyway. But what happened? Did he find someone new? Could I have done something? Why would he just uh, let me know th- that we are done? Is he trying to come back later looking forward to your input? What do you think? Oh, man. This one is tough, bro. This is tough. I mean, I, my initial instinct, my initial instinct is like, like this guy is not showing you love, man. Like, like he, this guy, as, as as good as he was before, like if he was interested in you, you know, he'd be showing interest, you know, and yeah. like, and I, I was never good at, I was never good at like games, man. And that's all, you know, like I, I was always like I was, was always real, real hard in, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> but then mm-hmm. the problem was real hard out until I met my wife, you know, it just, we just never fell out, you know, and, but, but the truth is like, yeah, like even during this time, like they could text, but like the hanging out, that's tough. Like, and, and he'll just go in my A. I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you I, think? I think, I think what she has to remember is they've gone on one date. I don't care. Ah, I, anyone's, Good call. I would, I don't care what anyone oh, says. Good call. Good call. I don't care how much they think. Oh, I've never, I, I, there's been plenty of dates where I'm like, man, I've never had such a great first date before. And then gotten to date three and been like, get me the fuck away from this person. We're not a match. And I, I think <laughs> the other problem is when you've gone on one date, you only have very much, you only have so much to talk about. So a lot of times these conversations over FaceTime and texting, you have to be talking about, and I would encourage everyone to do this. If you've been on one date with someone and now you're in in, in in quarantine, talk about something a little weird. Like have a conversation about something that's not you two because this is what happens on The Bachelor a lot. I love The Bachelor and yeah. The Bachelor because oh, they too. have so... You do? Oh, Bro, dude. We have a Bachelor fo- fantasy bracket. We have a Bachelor fantasy bracket. Dude, you got to follow me on Instagram. You're missing everything. So I... I <laughs> So I, 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 but, but we, you know, Josh, if you watch the bachelor, you know, this to be true. They have so little shared experience with each other. So all they do on the dates is all they do is talk about how much they like each other on the dates. They're never talking about like, they, yeah. like, what do you like to cook? What do you, what are you cooking tonight? They're never talking about, Oh, you know what? I watch this TV show and here's my opinion on the TV show. They never have actual conversation about the other things in life to get to know one another. So when you start saying to each other after one date, 
Oh, I've never felt this way. Oh, I, I, you're really, you're, you're someone I've liked more than anyone else. That's because you've run out of things to talk about. That's because you've run out of shared experiences to lean back on. You're leaning on, ah, plus, I mean, uh, now what? Well, I like you a lot. It's like, okay, you're not talking about anything at that point. That's the difficulty with long-distance relationships, man, is that you, you're not sharing these experiences anymore. You know, you're only telling each other about these experiences. Yes. So they're sitting here it, in a quarantine trying to build a relationship? Nah, man, you can't build anything in this quarantine right well, now. Well, I think you can. I, I disagree. I do think you can build, but you have to talk to each other in a way that maybe feels too soon or too normal or too weird. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just change it up, right? Just you have to change up. I, I, I think when she's up. sitting here after. Because we're going to be out of here in a month. <laughs> totally. And and it's like when you're sitting there with night with yeah, well, one date that a yeah. kiss happened, like you know, and you're wondering why'd he disappear? It's because he can. He can disappear because you've gone on one date, things at work changed, all of a sudden he can't afford his apartment and he's like, Get the fuck out of my face, I got other things to deal with. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I can only imagine like I feel I feel for them sitting in their bed reading like all the conversations they've had just wondering like what's going on you know yeah like, the only thing like, that's all you go- really mean is just to go see that person <laughs> the only thing that's going on is that he's texting with three other girls and another one you know <laughs> that he know. that that was that would agree to come to his apartment during quarantine agreed to and then you didn't agree <laughs> I, I, I mean that's oh, part man. of it too Someone agreed to go meet him out, and you uh-huh. didn't. And he was like, "Oh fuck, I'm not gonna wait seven months of I love yous to get to fuck it." Uh, oh man, I'd be I'd be heartbroken for our for our email. <laughs> I'd be heartbroken. Josh, thank you for coming on. It was so fantastic to have you. Absolutely, man. Yo, you excited for Claire's season? I'm excited. I wish they had cast some older dudes. I I want. I want like fifty-year-old mm. men. I I have this theory that the most embarrassing version of female is twenty-three, twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old female, and it hasn't been <laughs> fair. It, but it hasn't been fair to women because the most embarrassing version of male is mid-fifties man. So we. <laughs> we, we need a we need a season of The Bachelor where men have their worst product on screen as much as women have had their worst product on screen. So I'm hoping there's that a bunch of mid... so great, man. It's true, and I'm hoping there's just a bunch of guys 55 years old with those, like, collared shirts with the paisley, you know, like, arm, you know, like, you know, with the cuffs Absolutely. that are paisley... I want those guys that are out of a divorce and a little too confident and think that they can play basketball midday with a bunch of 20-year-olds and then break their knee. I want that type of confident, too early to retire dude. I want that guy on The Bachelor. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, maybe we'll get that season with the uh, senior citizen season coming up. I hope to God. Josh Segura, thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. This is really fun, Jared. Thank you. This this is a blast. Everyone go follow Josh at Josh Segarra. Um, I'm here every day. Keep sharing the word. Keep spreading the word. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Keep making your Instagram stories. We'll be back next episode. Boom.